episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you want better mental health? Then BetterHelp is for you. It is affordable, accessible, and most importantly, personalized online therapy. There is a special offer to the Lucy Pod listeners. You can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash the Lucy Pod. That's better H-E-L-P.com slash the Lucy Pod. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Please remember that the Lucy Pod is not a replacement for professional medical advice. If you have questions or concerns about your own amazing brain, please speak to a medical professional. I wish to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which I speak to you all today, the peoples of the Kulin Nation. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Lucy Pod. I hope that you are all well and staying safe. So the last time you all heard from me, I did, I was in an episode with my lovely boyfriend Trent and we talked about the ADHD sort of saint and victim and burden complex talking about a very interesting Reddit all about, um, all designed for ADHD, partners of ADHD is to vent. Um, and they have some quite, you know, interesting and choice words for their partners. And we talked about that. And I think sort of the underlying discussion in some of that was, I think a lot of ADHDers feel um, a sense of fear and anxiety when it comes to feeling like a burden. And then I thought, well, it's weird. I've actually not really talked about ADHD and anxiety on the Lucy pod. And I'm not sure why, because it's something that is very like, they're both very tied together. And I guess the reason I didn't talk about it is because I kind of felt like, well, I don't suffer from an anxiety disorder. So I feel like maybe it doesn't help to talk about it if I can't be in it. But then I realized actually, no, even though I don't have an anxiety disorder, I experience periods in my life of great anxiety um, and great stress. Um, and I feel like it's okay to talk about, you know, my experience and then, you know, maybe anxiety disorder in a more general sense when it comes to ADHD. But I would love to talk to some more people about how they deal with having, you know, generalized anxiety disorder and ADHD. So if you are someone who fits that bill, fits that criteria, and would like to share their experiences, you can email me or you can message me on Facebook or Instagram at the Lucy Pod. Contact details are always in the description. So let's talk about ADHD and anxiety. So the first thing, um, and all of this will be put in the um, description. So in, I found this interesting, in 2013 and 2014, an estimated 314,000 children aged 4 to 11, almost 14% experienced a mental disorder. Boys were commonly more affected than girls, 17% compared with 11%. ADHD was one of the most common disorders for children, 8.2%, and is also the most common disorder among boys. This I disagree with, but anyway. Anxiety disorders were the second most common disorders amongst all children who had ADHD. I find this rather interesting, and but not surprising, because you hear it all the time. ADHD and anxiety go hand in hand. Adults or even children with ADHD um, lead anxious lives, and the nature of 
of ADHD often makes your life very stressful and it creates situations and environments that are filled with uncertainty. So that's anxiety's primary level. Um, and I could get into the sort of brain thing about it, but I would much rather have someone with anxiety talk about that. But from my understanding, anxiety, well, generalized anxiety disorder is, you know, a chronic condition wherein an individual experiences a constant state of stress. Um, a lot of people I've seen who have anxiety describe it as so anxiety and stress are a very normal feeling they're an important feeling like if you hear the alarm go off when you're making toast you your body naturally reacts to that and is like oh we better fix this your body's designed to react to stress to protect you but with anxiety that alarm and that toast burning is always happening and you're always stressed about making toast so even things that you shouldn't be in a fight or flight about you are um, and that can present itself in many ways that can present itself in dietary changes weight changes energy levels feeling worthless feeling anxious feeling depressed feeling like you can't do certain things and then anxiety obviously splinters into other disorders you know it goes into agoraphobia you're scared to go out scared to socialize socialize um social anxiety ocd persistent and repetitive anxious thoughts it really racks your mind and I saw something interesting on reddit this is when reddit is actually useful but someone said that anxiety the way to describe it is the jaws theme constantly playing in the background so this constant sense of foreboding even when there is no threat and things are going well in life there is that constant imminent sense of dread that can be incredibly debilitating now, when one is ADHD and also has anxiety, that could be considered a comorbid condition. Um, and I think the word comorbid is a very fitting because it's like, great. So you have ADHD and now you also have anxiety. That's pretty morbid. That's a pretty difficult thing to feel like. Um, at first you might think, but what has ADHD got to do with anxiety? But like I said, anxiety... ADHD is, the f is something that fuels anxiety. Like ADHD is go, 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 precarious situations, impulse, no risk, you know, no risk assessment. And anxiety is like, oh my God, you're doing all of these things. That is terrible. Anxiety is like your very good friend, like this goody, goody. And ADHD is the wild mate who takes them and has them do dangerous things. It's too confusing for the brain to handle with. And if you are someone who hyper-focuses, then anxiety can turn into persistent hyper-focused thoughts. So let's say that everything is going well in your life, but you have this upcoming assignment. Your ADHD or someone's ADHD doesn't mean that, you know, ADHD is a spectrum. Your ADHD will hone in on, oh, my God, I have to finish that. I have to finish that project. I'm stressed about it. I'm stressed about it. I'm stressed about it. I'm stressed about it. Until you're hyper-focusing, but you're actually not doing anything about it. So ADHD really doesn't help anxiety. So not everyone who has ADHD has anxiety and not everyone who has anxiety is ADHD. I'm not trying to say that, but it is incredibly common for people with ADHD to also have anxiety, um, like have the disorder. So that is rather interesting. So I just want to briefly touch on my experience. So I don't have um, generalized anxiety disorder, thankfully, um, but I did go through a couple of periods in my life where I was experiencing anxiety. 
Um, I would call it seasonal anxiety, like seasonal depression, where circumstances were causing me to experience stress, but I wouldn't call it something that was chronic, like something that just stays with me. It was very much a circumstantial thing. So once I found out that I was going on an exchange to France for six months, I found out in July and I was going to go in, you know, January of the next year, I um, experienced a great deal of stress about this. So even though I ended up having like the best time and I'm devastated that I'm not there anymore and I had to come home early, um, for that period of time, I was incredibly anxious. I had that Jaws theme in the background um, when I would be at work, at university, out with friends, with my partner, I would have this immense feeling of dread that something bad was going to happen. And I couldn't honestly, at the time, I believe it was a combination of me going to France and being stressed about that, being away from home, but also my Ritalin, the ADHD medication that I used to be on, was really fueling this. Um and I hated it because I've never dealt with anxiety on that level. Like I've had, you know, oh, I'm stressed about a test or I'm stressed about school, but I never went more than like a day. So that was a very challenging. I didn't really want to talk to anyone about it because I thought that if I did, it would make her real, which is a really warped way of thinking. But for me, I was like, if I don't talk about it, it'll just go away. Like it's not real. Um, but it definitely was, and it was affecting me. It was a very silent one. Like you wouldn't have been able to tell, you know, we all have our battles, no, but I, I really kept it in. Um, and then once I got to France, I was like, oh, that's why I was stressed. And then I went through a period when I was in France and it was when I was trying to enroll in all my classes and I was settling in. It was like within the, I think like the first week I had again that Jaws theme in the background and I was very stressed, very anxious. Um, you wouldn't have known it. I tried to do everything to distract myself, but it was just still there at the back of my mind. Um, in terms of physical manifestations, it was just maybe like heart palpitations, crying. Um, well, that's not really physical, that's emotional. Um, so it was very up here. It was all in my head. It was a very loud voice. It was a voice, it was my voice telling me that something bad was going to happen um and I have now learned that that voice you have to tell it to f off it's like that monkey on your back um and you have to just tell it to uh to rack off because yeah it doesn't mean anything and then I think the next period that I went through anxiety was in my first sort of time doing online learning and this was when we were in lockdown um, and I don't even know if I touched on it in my ADHD series where I talked about being in lockdown, probably because I didn't want to and I felt I was in, you know, not in denial, but it's like, if I don't talk about it, it's not real, like, go away. Um, I experienced that period of time. It was especially during my online classes because I felt like I wasn't going to make it, I wasn't going to pass, I was falling behind. It was this ongoing sense of dread and it was really repetitive and really like I focused on it so intensely and a lot of the time people with ADHD even though it's not OCD and I don't have OCD um, I have very persistent thoughts and most of the time those thoughts are great like oh my god I'm hungry I'm excited about this like they're good thoughts they get solved immediately they're good fun um, but when they are persistently anxious 
It's really problematic because I, for the longest time, thought that if I thought about something multiple times and stressed about it, it would change the outcome. And a lot of you might be thinking, that's ridiculous, Lucy. Lucy, how do you think that? But when you're in a very stressful situation and your body is like, I can't handle this. I don't know what to do. You'll do anything. And in the moment, sometimes stressing feels better. And you're like, oh, maybe it'll change the outcome. And it doesn't. My dad once sat me down and he's like, Luce, you're going through this stressful moment. I think it was when I was waiting on some like test results. And he's like, no matter how much you stress or don't stress, the outcome is going to be the same. So you want to skip lunch because you're stressed. That's not going to change it. Like you will still have the same outcome. So let's say the result was you've got, I don't know, you've got bad bitch disease or you don't have bad bitch disease. No matter how much you stress, you're going to have bad bitch disease. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't change it. And that's actually been really helpful for me because a lot of the time anxiety stems from like wanting to control things. And once you realize that you really can't control much because life is impossible to control because every day changes, like you don't even know what's going to happen next week. It's inconceivable. Your life becomes so much better. And I say this now because I um, made a new rule for myself um, with the persistent thoughts. I let myself get very stressed when the thing is about to happen. So if it's a test, getting a result, I let myself be worried on the day. I can't stress on the lead up because it gets you sick. There is no point in me feeling horrible while I'm out with my friends, stressing out something that's going to happen on Friday and that's not going to change the outcome. I, I can't do that. So I was waiting on some results um, today. And obviously I was stressed in the lead up to it. And I said a couple of times, Trent, I'm stressed, but I didn't let myself get upset because I knew that whatever I do, no matter how many times I tell Trent or mom or dad that I'm stressed about my um, appointment, the outcome is still going to be the same. It's either going to be good news or bad news and nothing, no, no matter how many times I think about it, how many times I ruminate on it, is that going to change and it made all the difference and today when I went in to get the news and it was good hallelujah and in some fanfare trend when I went in today I allowed myself to be stressed in the waiting room I allowed it and by stressed I don't mean I allowed myself to wild out scream but I allowed myself to go into the oh my god what if what if and then I went in faced it and it turned out to be good news now if it had turned out to be bad news I don't know what my mindset would have been in and I don't know if all of those exercises would have helped. But for me personally, and I'm not saying that this is a cure-all for ADHDs with anxiety, but I feel like setting aside a time for your brain to think about the issue and stress is a lot more, like, I was going to say ethical. I'm thinking of the word efficace, which is like efficient. Ah, efficient, which is the word efficient in French. It's way more efficient for your brain to be acting as normal and occupying itself with normal thoughts rather than having a whole week with your cortisol levels so high that's so bad for your body and then going into an appointment and then it being all for nothing, especially if it's like not bad news. So I feel like setting aside a time to worry about the issue could be helpful. Um, you guys might turn around and be like, no, Lucy, it was the worst thing. It was dreadful. But for me, that's what I like to do. I also now like to change the thoughts. So ADHD can be kind of repetitive. It can kind of be like this, um, 
kind of like this hyper focus honing in um I prefer to find something else to hyper focus on especially if like it's a comfort thing so when let's say you know that there's a very stressful thing coming up you sitting and worrying about it don't do that do something else that you can hyper focus on so for me that is compulsively play sims is it productive no does it make me feel good and does it bring me joy and lower the anxiety levels yes so if that for you is cooking walking baking reading writing dancing um robbing a bank no i'm kidding do that hyper focus on something else even if your hyper focus means that like i don't know instead of listening to that you know teacher in your online class you're playing a bit of sims just do that hyper focus on something else direct your brain to something else it's really interesting that adhd is we struggle so much with focus but yeah when it comes to anxiety our brains can focus so much on this one thing that is stressing us out it's so it's crazy how the brain works highly recommend that you speak to a professional obviously i can't give the professional advice i can't say what medications you should take what they will tell you i'm just sharing my experience i would definitely talk to someone um if that's accessible to you if it's not there's a lot of resources um beyond blue is great it's really good especially their chat option if you don't really want to like talk on um the phone um i would also suggest the adhd foundation helpline and their forum and any other adhd support group and venting space um that has counselors and like clinicians to help is a very important because sometimes you know these little tips don't help and especially if you think you might have generalized anxiety disorder you know doing my technique is just maybe is not enough it's a chemical imbalance thing that you need to get looked at um and there's no shame in um getting help um there's no shame in therapy i am a proud person who goes to therapy i have two i have a psychiatrist and i have a psychoanalyst um and there is absolutely no shame in having one um it can be incredibly helpful some people therapy is not their thing that's fine but if you haven't tried it or you you feel like you're at the end of the road you need help i i i highly highly recommend that and when i was going through an anxious that anxious period in my life in the lead up to France I actually um saw my psychiatrist to talk about changing my medications which she did um and it turned out really well but being able to talk to someone about it um and have them you know not talk me off a ledge because I wasn't there yet but sort of calm me down and explain that this was not a generalized anxiety disorder but it was a combination of things made it a lot easier cuz I was catastrophizing it in my head So that's definitely important and when I do see my other psych um and I'm going through something anxious I talk about it and I find that to be very helpful but therapy is not a one size fits all sometimes you need a couple of things some people need meds therapy um some people need a combination of things so just remember on that level that you are alone I know it's very cheesy to say but you are you were not alone I'm still here with you. So definitely remember that. Um and I think that's all on what I wanted to say about anxiety. It sort of just came to me today because I had my anxious day today. 
I was very stressed this morning. I let myself be stressed due to the looming um, appointment that turned out to be okay, which is fantastic, but I was very stressed. But I really dedicated the appointment slot sitting in the waiting room because it's a very long waiting time. Um, I was there for like three and a half hours. I dedicated that time to be like, you know, stressing out and it felt a lot better because if I had done that for all of this week, I wouldn't have been able to enjoy a lot of things. You know, I went out with my boyfriend. I ate with him. I ate with my family. I had fun with people. I didn't want to be like ruminating on this. It just doesn't feel good. I'm selfish. I want to feel good during the week. So I've definitely had to change that, um, that mindset. But please, if you are a ADHD who is um, dealing with um, any sort of anxiety and you want to talk about it, please, please, please reach out because the more guests, the better. Um, it, I hate to sound like a wanker, but it really shows the spectrum of ADHD. I love the Lucy pod. I think the Lucy pod is great, um, but it is not one representation. My ADHD is not the only ADHD. You don't have to relate to me. This doesn't have to be relatable. This can purely be fun and informative. Um, so I really like to have different people because it shows how different, you know, ADHD is and how it affects people differently. Like when I've had other guests on who are ADHD, we're completely different on a lot of things. We can bond and I love having that um, neurodiverse bond we're incredibly different. Like there are some things we didn't agree on, some things we didn't, you know, see and understand for each other. So I um, I really invite you all to share or if you just have any experiences being ADHD and anxious, please feel free to share um, in the comments if you feel comfortable doing that. I would love that. Um, and also now that I'm on the topic of anxiety, I would really like to do an episode on therapy. I always talk about the benefits of therapy in a lot of my episodes. Um, but I think it would be good to talk about. I have done an episode about sort of accessibility to therapy. It's, I think it's called If I Was a Rich ADHD. Um, and it talks about sort of the barriers with accessing ADHD, like psychology or just accessing therapy in general. And I gave a few like resources, but I'd love to do an episode of sort of like how to pick your therapist and talking about therapy. So I think I'm going to do that as a next episode. Fret not, there will be an ADHD decoded episode coming out. It's going to be with Trent. We said it in the last episode, but I will do another episode definitely now that I'm talking about it on therapy because I think it would be interesting. And I really hate the word like destigmatize, normalize. I don't like them, but I really want to destigmatize therapy because a lot of people are still weird about saying that they have a therapist. Um, and I come from a background where like French and in France, like, therapy is very normalized like it's super normal to have a psychoanalyst and you tell people you're in therapy like I remember when I went and like stayed in France and stuff there were so many people that I met and they were like oh yeah like I was in therapy the other day like it's not a big deal like it's actually weird if you don't have a shrink or in their words I'll see like they're always like oh where's your mom see aujourd'hui like they they talk about it it's very normal whereas here it's still kind of like oh, I don't want anyone to know I'm seeing a psych. And honestly, like, if you're someone who is in therapy and for whatever reason you don't feel comfortable sharing, I'm not bagging you. Um, but I'm saying that I feel like sometimes some of those attitudes make people feel like, oh, my God, I shouldn't see a therapist because everyone's so ashamed about it when you shouldn't be. It's super normal. Like, 
therapy doesn't mean there's anything wrong. And let's say you are seeing a therapist because there is something wrong. That doesn't make you bad. But a lot of people think like, oh, people are going to think I'm crazy or I'm a psycho, which is just like negative language. Um, There's nothing wrong with it. So yeah. Anyway, enough rambling on that. Um, thank you for listening to this episode. Um, it's being recorded in a very good headspace, in a very non-anxious headspace. Thankfully, I have not gone through those periods of anxiety for a long time, and I'm very grateful for that. I'm very happy about that. Of course, you know, I had the stressful day today. When this episode will come out, it won't have been today, but that doesn't matter. Um, but I'm really glad. Um, and I'm here for you all. If you ever want to talk, you know, about anxiety, comment on the Lucy pod and let's talk about it because I know that some of my ADHD gals and dals, dudes, gals and dudes, um, struggle with anxiety and it can be really, really, really hard when you're also um, ADHD. So big love to you. Take care of yourself. If you feel like some of the things I said here resonated and you're a bit worried, there will be resources in the description. Also, do not forget to show me love on all of your favorite streaming platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon, RSS.com, and pretty soon tune in Pandora Radio and Listen FM or something. I'm on there at the Lucy Pod. And you can also follow me on Facebook and Instagram at the Lucy Pod. Do not forget to show me love there. And I love when you guys interact. So send me love, send me messages, leave me comments, and I will catch you in the next episode. Bye. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Don't forget the special offer to the Lucy Pod listeners. You can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash the Lucy Pod. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com, the Lucy Pod.